The Giants made a very interesting trade today, sending Ross Stripling to the Oakland A's in exchange for uh, outfielder Jonah Cox. And the Giants are also um, sending cash to the A's. And so more interesting than the trade itself is what it means. Like it seems to be a precursor to another move, or at least that would be the hope. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspick, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available Wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, check us out there, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And where we get started is, yes, the Giants made another interesting trade. They This has not been a boring offseason when you look at the moves in totality. It's been boring in the sense that it's been slow, not just for San Francisco, but for the entire sport. But, you know, another player who vastly kind of underperformed expectations last year is gone, is traded, just like Mitch Hanniger, just like uh, Anthony DiScalfani. And now Stripling and Alex Wood is a free agent. So like addition by subtraction in a lot of ways here, it feels I, like as a fan, I, you know, I I would feel kind of like they've gotten rid of a lot of players who you didn't really want to be on the team. And so the A's just basically take, it's kind of amazing. The A's take on the uh, most of the 12 and a half million that Stripling was owed, 3.25 million the Giants are sending to Oakland. And so what does that leave? Um, like 8.75 million or 9.25 million. Uh, yeah, 9.25. Gosh, math is hard on the flight. 9.25 million in savings for the San Francisco Giants. So not only they get a player in return, they get rid of Ross Stripling, and they get an extra $9.25 million. And so, of course, the question is, how are you going to spend that money? And, um, you know, relevantly and interestingly, if you watch, there's this clip of uh, Ken Rosenthal, very legit reporter, who mentioned the Giants as one of the teams that was like kind of, I don't want to say a finalist or whatever, but they were in on Corbin Burns before he eventually got dealt to Baltimore. And so, yes, some people are going to react to this and say yet another like failed pursuit and second place finish. But the more relevant kind of fact to me when you've got Ken Rosenthal saying the Giants and the Orioles is that they're, they are still out here 
looking to make some moves. And it's it doesn't seem coincidental to me that they make a move to shed money the day after a trade like that um, goes down because no, no longer can they acquire Corbin Burns. And so to me, this is the hope, at least, is that, you know, a Blake Snell is still out there. And I say, a Blake Snell. Blake Snell. He won the National League Cy Young Award. Hello. And guess who was second? Logan Webb. Um, Blake Snell is still out there. Seattle native. So, you know, nothing against. He doesn't have anything against the West Coast, I assume. Uh, some people do. But I would imagine Snell doesn't, you know, being relatively closer to friends and family makes it easier for them to travel to your games that stuff matters and so the Giants are as good of a fit as any team especially when they continue subtracting from their rotation and then especially when you consider the fact that they're freeing up money and according to roster resource now their estimated payroll has dropped down to just 155 million dollars whereas last year was 196 so they're like 41 million below where they were last year at this moment in time. And their estimated luxury tax payroll, which is calculated differently and includes like 17 million in estimated player benefits, that the luxury tax payroll is super different. But teams do pay this money. So, you know, from their perspective, it's what they're paying. But the first threshold is 237 million. And that's when you start to get penalized if you reach that number. And they're at 299.9, or excuse me, 199.9. So they're 37 or 36.9 million. I can't do math. 37.1 million away uh, from that first luxury tax threshold. So basically what I'm seeing is a lot of cash. And what I'm also seeing is that there are four top free agents still available in the form of Snell and Jordan Montgomery, two left-handed pitchers. And then Matt Chapman, a third baseman, Cody Bellinger, an outfielder slash first baseman. And then there, there's, of course, a huge list of other kind of mid-tier players and below that are also still available. It's kind of a shocking number of players who are still free agents as we are here in February. And something's got to give. Eventually, those top four guys are going to end up somewhere. And I just continue to see the Giants as of as of as as being as good of a fit as any team. And I particularly think about Snell here when we are talking about the 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 money that they freed up, but also the starting rotation. Because if you look at what does the starting rotation look like on opening day. And it's not just opening day because, you know, you've got Alex Cobb and you've got Robbie Ray set to open in the season on the injured list. However, we're not just talking about like two weeks. For Robbie Ray, he said like just recently after the All-Star break is kind of the best case scenario. And so, you know, we're looking at probably like August, maybe early August for Robbie Ray, I would guess as kind of a reasonable uh, return date and maybe longer than that. And for Alex Cobb, I still haven't gotten a clear picture on when they expect him back. I've heard good reports, but I would still expect him to miss probably at least, you know, this is kind of a guess on my part, but at least two months. And so 
with that's those games count in the beginning of the season. And what you've got right now is you've got a rotation that features, yes, Logan Webb at the top. Yes, Kyle Harrison, uh, given, you know, definitely there's a clear opportunity and path for him now with so many guys um, cleared out. Like I said, Wood is gone. Stripling has been traded. Di Scalfani has been traded. Um, then, of course, the addition of Jordan Hicks, but that's kind of an unknown uh, because he's transitioning from the bullpen to the rotation. And then you're looking at like Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck. And you've got guys in the minors too, Hayden Birdsong, Mason Black, Carson Wisenhunt. So you've got like guys, but they're all unproven, including Jordan Hicks because he's coming from the bullpen. Um, and so I just have a hard time seeing them going into the season like, yep, this is our, this is what we're rolling with. If they do, then they really believe in their young players or or they just you know there really is some kind of like total spending mandate and we'll see what ends up happening i know a lot of people probably think that that's the case but i always say i'm going to wait until you know we're actually until those players actually sign somewhere and it's not san francisco and the season starts and they haven't made it a big trade or something that's when I'll make that analysis. But today on February 2nd, that's not the time for that analysis. And to me, it looks like they're setting themselves up to make a significant move, especially a move in the rotation. So coming up in just a minute, more about um, what I hope and what I fear. And some of the comments by Farhan Zaidi specifically talking about this trade and why they did it. That's going to be super interesting. So we'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good, good friends over at uh, eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, for me, I have used eBay Motors numerous times for style. You can get some really great things and you get the eBay guaranteed fit. eBay Motors just has you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from, your number one ride or die uh, will always have exactly what it needs and exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, this is what I'm talking about. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die Alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, as promised, we're going to get more into this fascinating trade. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about the return, but I think this trade is less about the return than it is about what it means to have traded away like one of your only veteran pitchers. I mean, I guess you've got Webb and you've got Ray and Cobb eventually coming back. And so if this season didn't really matter and you were like kind of just using it as a season of transition, then I could see them not adding pitching. But uh, 
that would be extremely frustrating. Although I, I do like these young players. It's like, I like Keaton Wynn. I like Tristan Beck. I definitely like Kyle Harrison. I like Mason Black. I like uh, Carson Wisenhunt. So if that's really what it's about and that comes to fruition, um, I'll complain about it, but I'll also have some excitement to watch those guys pitch every night and see what happens. But I also think like reducing their pay, if they just didn't spend another dime and they went down $40 million in payroll, it's just kind of unacceptable. And I'll definitely raise a huge fuss about that. But again, I'm not going to do that until it becomes time to do that. And now is not the time to do that. So anyway, um, Locked On, by the way, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so... These comments by Farhan Zaidi, so they, they make me a little bit concerned, but at the same time, I'm not going to lie to you, I just have come to kind of not take what he says seriously, necessarily. I'm not saying I don't like the guy, I'm not saying, you know, fire Farhan, I'm not saying uh, that he's not a good person, I think that it's just as a president of baseball operations, you don't want to show your cards. And so I feel like he, he's said things and done other things, you know, said one thing and done another. And so I'm going to read you what he had to say and tell you what I have to say about what he had to say. So let's just get into it. He said, quote, about the trade, quote, a lot of a lot of it is our continued enthusiasm and excitement about the young pitchers who we've referenced a lot coming up through the upper levels. Um, a lot of them have been at Papago Park, um, which is a player development complex, since the beginning of January. So they've had a month there. Uh, so we have a really good sense of where they are and where they're trending to start the season. We wanted to create more avenues for some of that group to get opportunities in the rotation, especially early in the season. So that was a big driving force behind the move. We expect Strip to bounce back and pitch well in 2024. We know that last year didn't go the way that he expected or planned. It was a combination of circumstances. We think he's going to do really well in Oakland, end quote. And I'll just pause there. He may not believe that. If you think he's going to do really well, you're probably not trading him, right? But you know the fact that the A's gave up a player and spent nine million dollars to get Ross Stripling is a little bit weird given that they're gonna lose like a hundred games so what's the point but uh, I don't know they just must really not believe in the player they gave up that's why it's so interesting and strange from the Giants perspective it's not strange it's strange if it's the only thing that they do although it does free up a roster spot and they save money that they could spend. They don't have to spend it on a pitcher. Look, if they really believe in these young guys so much and then they do spend that money on, you know, Chapman and Bellinger or something like that, then look, I wouldn't complain too much. I do think it's a more it's too unproven of a rotation, but 
I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I, what I just said about not always believing Farhan Zaidi, I also feel the same way in the, in reverse sometimes. Like, I need to take him more literally because sometimes he's like, like he's saying here, you know, he's basically, I'm just like, no, that's probably not what it means. But maybe it's, maybe it is what it means. So maybe it's just, I have no idea if he's telling the truth or not on any given kind of press meeting. And so I, I don't know if this is true or not. And so then the author of this article, uh, who is Maria Guardado of sfgiants.com says, you know, she mentions that the Giants are sending 3.25 million to the A's, uh, leaving them with 9.25 million to potentially allocate to other areas of need on the roster. She mentions Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery among free agent pitchers who remain unsigned with less than two weeks to go to spring training. And then she says, but Zaidi reiterated that Friday's trade isn't necessarily a precursor to another rotation addition. And then a quote from Farhan, quote, this move wasn't made with the thought to sort of tandem it with some backfill move in the rotation. I guess I wouldn't rule out something happening there, but there are no plans for that as of now, end quote. And so, I guess I'm a little confused because when he says backfill the rotation, I, I, I wasn't there for the press uh, conference or the Zoom or whatever. I'm supposed to be invited, but I, I didn't see that. Um, and I was out anyway. But um, backfilling the rotation like is, is it's like, oh, well, could, are you going to go out and get another Ross Stripling type? I, my answer, if I was Zaidi, would be like, eh, we're not planning on it. But front-filling the rotation, that's a different story. So I don't, like, backfill. I'm going to look up the definition of backfill just to make sure I am I know this right. Like, it's filling out. Um, yeah, I guess you could. T- <laughs> it's funny that I'm, doing, that I'm doing this live on the show. To refill something such as and excavation usually with excavated material so to refill so to kind of backfill i guess maybe that is exactly what he means is like we did not make this move with the thought of or tandeming it with with kind of replacing stripling with somebody else and so that's just the thing and i can just hear people in my head like some people are always like he's lying at everything he says and then if you think he's lying then is he lying about this because then if he's lying about this, then you believe they are going to do something. So I just don't know what to believe. And also, like, keep in mind, if you're in negotiations to kind of try to acquire a Blake Snell, you don't want to just back yourself into a corner and be like, yes, this move was a precursor uh, to go get Blake Snell. Like, you're just not going to say that. And so we can read these all we want. But at the end of the day, it's the actions that matter. And we'll find out eventually um, and also, like Guardado points out, it doesn't have to be in the rotation, right? They could, um, they really could just be super high on a lot of these young pitchers. And that is the strength of their farm system. And they, they, I am very intrigued. Like, I'm ex- super excited to see another year out of Kyle Harrison. And we saw a lot of good things out of Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck. Jordan Hicks is a big wild card, but, you know, has upside for sure. And then there's a lot of young pitchers behind these guys coming. And so 
if they were to just say, look, we kind of believe in our young pitching and we're going to go out there. I mentioned yesterday it was all about Willie Adamas. Like say you go out and trade for Willie Adamas and you also sign a Cody Bellinger or something. I would prefer, you know, go get a Blake Snell and a Willie Adamas and and make that happen. But I just don't know. The point is that they made this move. I think it's rather curious. I don't really fully trust these comments. I think that going into the season, he said, especially early in the season, like you're going to lose some game. I mean, unless like he said, they're at Papago, right? And so what that means is that they're, you know, these days teams have like sophisticated kind of pitch analysis systems in place where they can basically you just the pitchers are throwing and they have like a machine like a track man machine watching them and and kind of looking at the characteristics of their pitches and you can basically tell how good of a pitch a guy, a guy has thrown just by looking at the numbers that the pitch produces and so sometimes like for example guys remember hunter strickland he threw really really hard but it wasn't a good pitch um and it got hit hard some guys throw like use Mero petite throw in the upper 80s and are more effective than a guy who throws 100 why is that and it has to do with certain characteristics extension and spin rates and stuff like that and so that's what they're kind of looking at and so when he mentions they've been at papago i think he means like we have the data on these guys and we think they're better options than stripling and or we think they're like good major league options and so anyway regardless i just think they have to spend that money like they can't just be done uh i guess you know if you make some trades i don't it's not really about what the, what is the payroll, although it is definitely worth pointing out. They're down $40 million right now from where they were last season. So coming up in just a minute, we'll just wrap up. What do I think that they need to do? Because they need to do more. Like I've been, I had to block a poor soul on Twitter. And if you're listening, I, I apologize. I don't like to block people, but they're... they're this argument was going nowhere and there was like insults being thrown around. Um, basically, we'll get into what it was about. Why did Ben block somebody on Twitter? We'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. So, guess what we're going to talk about? Football. Happy Super Bowl who all to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And of course, a lot of you listening are celebrating more than 99% of the fans out there because you are probably a 49ers fan and they are in the Super Bowl. If you're like me, usually a normal Super Bowl when the Niners are not in it, it's all about best seat on the couch, watching the commercials, eating some good foods food and placing some super bets with the Niners in it it's all ratcheted up to a 10 uh, for me and uh, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three like you can bet on the game itself just who's going to win the game the money line and by the way the 49ers I keep checking on this every day and let's see Super Bowl whatever roman numerals uh niners are favorites at minus 130 and the point spread at minus two and a half over under 47 and a half and so if you go to fanduel.com 
slash locked on and place a bet of $5 or more, sign new customers, um, and win, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. So again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of five plus dollars wins. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about why did I have, I, I should probably unblock the guy. He said, I think his first, one of his first things he said was that he enjoyed my show, but then it turned into this, in my opinion, ridiculous conversation about Reese Hoskins. I don't know, for whatever reason, a bunch of people seemed really mad that the Giants didn't sign Reese Hoskins. I just don't understand um, the point there. They kind of, first base is far from their biggest need. If you look at the production they they got out of first base last year, it was quite good. Um, with Wade doing so well against right-handed pitching, Flores just having a monster season in general, uh, and he played a lot of first base. Anyway, thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or next week, we're back to five days a week. So prepare for a lot of Lockdown Giants, hopefully some more action. I think maybe, you know, who knows, over the weekend, maybe they do backfill the rotation and we go back and say, well, why did you say you weren't thinking of it? And they won't have a good answer for it. But that that's just where I'm at with with not just Farhan's anxiety. It's kind of generally baseball executives are so deceitful. Like they're just so secretive. They're so secretive. And you just can't really trust anything they say. And it's unfortunate, but the proof is in the pudding. It's like, what do you actually do? And then you analyze it. But quotes, unless they're just like clearly being super honest they're either true or they're not true and that's not very helpful but anyway uh we'll be doing mailbags and and hopefully talking about activity as spring training pitchers and catchers report in like uh less than two weeks believe it or not and so we're we're getting close here guys and everyone um to the start of the 2024 season but the giants their roster is not complete and part of what i was arguing with this person on Twitter about was Reese Hoskins. And why? Good question. (laughs) The point that was being made was that I was making excuses for because I made an episode. Basically, I was I think I maybe didn't express it super well. But the point was about the fact that Reese Hoskins got a two year deal with an opt out. And I I just it was a thing, a point of, you know, anger for fans many times last off season was these, I mean, not just last off season, it was accumulation of years of these two year deals with opt outs that people really hated um, and considered lose loses. And that's what Hoskins rightfully got. It kind of made the most sense for him, but that wasn't the only, I wasn't trying to say that was the only reason the giants didn't or shouldn't have signed Reese Hoskins. I have been asked on this show numerous times about, Reese Hoskins free agency and my answer every time I'm sure has been I really like him as a hitter I know that he's local and so there's a chance that you could actually sign the guy Um, but first of all first base isn't a huge need I think there are other areas that are more of a need and secondly defense which again 
It's a double-edged sword. You want to talk about a lose-lose. You go, you sign a guy, and then you're going to have a big segment of people complaining, yeah, but he stinks defensively. And he's also coming off, you know, an entire missed season. So it's like Michael Conforto 2.0. Um, look, I like Reese Hoskins as a player. I wouldn't be upset if the Giants had signed him. But the conversation, and this, and it wasn't, it kind of would like tipped me over the edge because I got a lot of people giving this response. I may have come across a little bit. Uh, the message I wanted to get across didn't maybe come across great in the episode. Um, but we're acting like we were, act, it, seeming, it seemed like we were acting like Reese Hoskins was like the guy, like the only guy left, either the only guy left or like the best player left, which he was neither of those things. And he's probably going to have a, a pretty good year and he'll probably opt out. And if you really wanted to sign him, you could sign him next off season. Uh, so I don't know. I, and and so anyway, the point is like the Giants have things to do, but I wouldn't like not signing Reese Hoskins didn't end their offseason. It wasn't like that was their last hope. If he was, they probably should have signed him because they have work to do. I want to be clear about that, too. And that's where I ended up having to block this person because they were like now make an excuse for the Giants not getting Corbin Burns, even though the price wasn't that high. When you start coming at me like that, you might get blocked. I'm sorry to say, but because uh, I just don't have I don't have time for people being like rude to me on Twitter. Anyway, um, I'm not making excuses. I'm simply saying the off season isn't over. And I just said, and I'll say it again and again: if they don't do anything else, I will call this out as an off season in which they made some interesting moves, but they didn't do enough. I will definitely 100% say that. Coming off the two disappointing seasons in a row that they've had, Jung Hoo Lee, I'm excited about. Jordan Hicks, I really am intrigued by the upside. I like Tom Murphy as a backup catcher. It means something's going to happen with Joey Bart. We don't know what. And uh, they signed somebody else, and I'm blanking on who it was. I think they did. Oh the, oh, the Robbie Ray trade. That was the other kind of significant move. And now they've traded Ross Stripling. They got rid of Hanniger and DiScofani. So it's been an interesting offseason for the Giants, to be sure. But it's not over yet. Like, this offseason has just been really slow. It's not just San Francisco. It is the entire sport. And you've got four Scott Boris clients who are the top remaining players available. Snell, Montgomery, Bellinger, Chapman. And the Giants make as much sense as any team in the sport to land at least one of those guys. And I'm not ruling out two. And when you start clearing money like they have with like trading away Ross Stripling, it just starts to, you know, logically your brain just goes to, okay, what are they doing this for? You've just given up a guy who was kind of more established and giving yourself more uncertainty are you gonna do something with those you know with that open roster spot and with that extra money when you already had plenty of money to spend so we'll find out let's just not jump to conclusions that's all i ask that's all i ask 
And hopefully by Monday, when, when, when we have our next episode, we'll gain some clarity. Maybe something happens over the weekend. So thanks again for listening. Uh, once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again on Monday. And by the way, if anything major does happen over the weekend, I'm going to do an emergency podcast. You better believe it. And so if anything significant happens, be on the lookout for that. I'll be trying to do it as soon as possible. So thanks again for listening today, uh, talking Ross Stripling, this strange trade. And uh, anyway, you are now Locked on Giants.